0: This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, episode 59. Recorded October 15th, 2006. Before the dawn of political correctness, there was intelligence. Television was violent. Children were beaten. Cows were slaughtered. And action figures were deadly. It was beautiful. Then came the hippies. They censored our TV... ...put our children in soft padded rooms... ...replace beef jerky with tofu... ...and turn die-cast beauties... ...into plastic garbage... ...but not any longer... ...comicblasphemy.com... ...is here to supply you... ...with a breath of fresh air... ...from the dumbed-down society... ...that suffocates our day-to-day lives... Catch weekly installments of webcomics such as Land of Nod and Postmortem Bugaboo. And of course, check out both ComicBlasphemy.com and TFormers.com for your weekly dose of Transformers and the Land of Nod. ComicBlasphemy.com, improving the standard of life. Welcome to TFWIRE.
1: It's the finger holes, Ultra Magnus.
2: We shall call you
1: New Soundwave. It pays to get Transformers because you get girls. This is Matrix Prime, AWA 64. This is Matt Spader. This is Kira
0: Singh Transformer. Chill out. Hello and welcome to TFWIRE. I am Jesse slash Matrix Prime, and I'm joined by the returning AWA 64.
3: Nice to be here, and I'm glad you guys spoke so fondly of me last week. (laughs) Oh,
0: so you did listen, huh? Yes, I did. (laughs) Uh, Hi, guys. And Kyrus? Good evening. Evening. Yeah. (laughs) So, story number one. Stan Bush on the Transformers movie soundtrack? Question mark. Stan Bush, best known for his music in the animated Transformers movie. At least that's all I know him from. And that really bad, cheesy music video. Uh, he's trying to get on the soundtrack for the upcoming movie as well. In a message to Sabertron.com, Stan said that he and his producer are mixing a new song that features over 70 tracks and they hope to have it submitted within the next couple of weeks.
3: If I recall correctly, didn't Stan Bush also have. His one song from the Transformers movie reused in Boogie Nights for purely ironic purposes. Yes. <laughs> so, Call me
1: crazy, but isn't his career completely and utterly dead? Uh, pretty much. Apparently not.
0: <laughs> he's, he's making a huge comeback on MySpace.
3: <laughs> Again, ironically. Uh, seriously, the only place I want to hear it, something done by Stan Bush in the new Transformers movie is as some kind of in-joke like... Say, they're in the car and they hear the touch start playing and they turn it off and say, that song sucks. And it's an awesomely bad song. It's like, bad in a really good way, but still, it's bad.
0: Did anyone this... check out any of his new music on, on his MySpace page?
1: Uh, no, I actually want to keep my ears from bleeding, <laughs> so... I've actually never been to MySpace, but, but for this, I can see it. It's the end of the movie. And Sam, Spike Wickwicky, gets in his 2008 Camaro and starts to head off into the sunset. And all of a sudden you hear the touch playing. And he goes, (laughs) God, turn that shit off and put something decent on. And (laughs) Boba just says, sorry, I couldn't resist. And then it just goes
3: off. That would be like a good teaser after the credits finish rolling or something like that.
1: Actually, that would be an awesome teaser trailer for this summer. You just hear the touch playing. And you just hear him say, God, turn that crap off, Bumblebee. And you hear the car say, Sorry, I couldn't resist And that and then that's that's it.
2: Night Rider, the movie <laughs> Yeah,
1: that just
3: wouldn't quite work for a teaser either. Basically, Stan, don't quit your day job, whatever the hell that was
0: <laughs> So then you're not looking forward to this this song? And you don't think it's gonna make it?
3: Uh don't
2: think so. <laughs> Yeah, you want a healthy well, dose of Spectre General, who did the
1: actual themes <laughs> onto the movie instead oh, of Stan yes. Bush. <laughs> oh, look, it, if the movie or if the movie, if the song is actually good, yeah, if it's out. good, it deserves to be in good, the movie, and it if fits. It, works.
3: it might end up in the movie. If it doesn't, it probably shouldn't. Fair enough. Story, Story two, 2, please. Story 2, more IDW previews. IDWpublishing.com has posted a new color in black and black-and-white previews of Transformers Stormbringer number 4 and Transformers Spotlight Nightbeat. These comics are due out October 18th. In another preview, IDW has shown off four pages of Transformers Spotlight 6-Shot. F- this fourth issue in the series is due out in December with a retail price of $3.99. In one final preview for the week, IDW also showed off a one-page preview of the black-and-white variant of Transformers Escalation number 1, penciled by E.J. Sue. As well as a sketch for cover for Escalation Number 4. They're doing everything right. Except uh, Transformer Spotlight 6 shot. And what they did wrong was hired Rob Ruffalo to draw it. I actually didn't mind the 6 shot artwork. I didn't care for the Nightbeat artwork. Eh, the Nightbeat artwork was a bit on the sketchy side. I looked at it and I
2: just reminded me so much of Sideswipe from Armada. Might be in the colors, but
3: made me shudder slightly. He did kind of resemble that guy from Armada. But in any case, if you don't know, Rob Ruffalo was also responsible for the Dreamwave Transformers miniseries MicroMasters, which has been lauded by the fandom as the hardest-to-follow Transformers (laughs) artwork we have ever seen.
1: So hard, in fact, that I haven't even been able to find the comic.
3: I've read it. It's not worth trying. It really isn't.
1: You just need to take notes
2: while it's going on. It's like watching a detective drama. Uh But no, it's w- it's like watching three detective dramas cut together <laughs>
3: at the same time. It's like time. trying to play Where's Waldo with a comic book. Hey, Where's it- Waldo was cool. <laughs> well, everything 80s is coming back. Maybe we'll see Where's Waldo coming back sometime shortly. Oh, I want to see the movie adaptation. It worked really
2: <laughs> well on the big screen as well.
3: <laughs> where's Did Waldo you- the what? movie?
2: Yeah, one and a yes. half hours, just one shot. <laughs> A big still on the movie screen. Oh, that, that would be visually too hard to follow, like a...
1: Well, I'll go get the seizure medication, <laughs> so...
2: I'm behind the box! I, I'm behind the freaky box! <laughs> I'm scarcely even covered by the box!
1: Waldo, uh, where are you? I command you to come out, because I am the goddamn Spada.
0: Story three! Movie prequel novel in the works. Author David Kane, who is currently working on a novel... There will be a prequel to the upcoming live-action movie. David has written previous Transformers novels, such as Annihilation and Fusion. I'm not sure if there's been any more. Uh, the novel is set to go on sale on February February 27, 2007, with a list price of $6.99.
1: I think there was one other called Hardwired. Yep, yes. and then there was the Transformers Legends novel, so a total of four, and this will be number five. So, Yay! Anybody read the books? Yes, I have them all. I've read them all. Any good? The hardwired annihilation and fusion aren't bad. They're, a, they're they are a uh, a um, god it, damn it! I can't think of the word. <laughs> they're three books telling a story. God, uh, a trilogy. Thank you. I almost <laughs> said triple play, but that wasn't what it was. Um, menage trois. Yeah, they are menage trois, transformer. But uh, the story is kind of. It involves aliens and... What, what timeline I, do they fit in? G1. It's all G1. Okay. But which Is th- G1? I thought they uh, fit the in The original with... G1.
3: Which original G1? Yeah, we're
0: talking like comic, we're talking
1: cartoon. Cartoon. Oh, I thought it was IDW okay. G1 because
3: they referred to uh, Optimus Prime as Optronics, didn't they? Uh, you mean the Dreamwave?
1: Yeah. Don't he hasn't been
2: it.
3: referred to as Optronics in IDW.
2: No, but I thought he got referred to Optronics in
1: the be, trilogy. I don't... I don't remember. I really don't. I haven't read it. Um, all I Come know on, is sweetie. it looks like... To shit? It doesn't looks matter. Like the, all I have to say is the vo- <laughs> it, it looks like the Vox show up for some reason. And there's a zombie blue streak. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: It's just starting to strike me that... That sounds like published fan fiction. <laughs> and that's what Legends is. It's published fan fiction. Is Legends better than the trilogy? <laughs> yes. That shows you what kind of fan fiction it is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I don't think we really have anything. We're kind of digging on this week for news, aren't we? <laughs> so <laughs> nobody
0: has any high hopes for this novel, then?
3: Uh, other than letting us know what the plot of the movie is going to end up being when we get it, which... which actually, we already if you, know? <laughs> I mean, if you've gone out and obtained a copy of the script, you probably already know what it is. And it's not like anybody's going to go be going to this movie for the plot. Even us huge Transformers fans are going to be going to see giant fucking robots transforming into giant fucking vehicles and beating the crap out of each other in both forms. But,
2: but I want to sh- see a story. Well, they did a preview for the... uh No, not preview. They did a prequel for the X-Men movie, uh, which was a very nice character piece of Professor X and Magneto having flashbacks oh. throughout their entire life, and that was really well done. Uh, Because normally movie adaptations and movie prequels aren't, but it was quite good, so...
3: I heard Furman's working on a prequel comic, isn't he?
1: I thought he was. He
3: said that at BotCon. Well, let's just hope there's not a prequel video game that just sucks. Well, Activision is working on the video game tie-in for the movie, and we still have absolutely no idea what to expect from that.
1: Yeah, that's true. Which
3: could be a good sign, could be a bad sign. At the moment, I'm kinda worried.
1: Uh, we'll prob- on the probably one hand, I,
3: did Activision work on... Do we have any idea what, like, publishing team is... I mean, what team is working on actually making it other than just publishing?
1: No, that has not been announced. That would be a very
3: useful piece of information to have. <laughs> Especially <laughs> considering the turnaround time on a good game is usually more along the well, lines of, two, like, two, three, three years, years than it is yeah. one year. So let's hope they just haven't announced who's working on it yet because otherwise it's It's kind of looking like it'll be a very, very bad game or like it will be a very, very similar game to something that's already on the market because they'll have taken it and just stripped out the resources and added Transformers stuff into there and even then it might still end up being kind of crappy. Yeah, but, but what
0: are you looking for in a Transformers game?
3: Uh, first off, I'd like to see the transforming mechanic actually used effectively.
0: So rather than just a gimmick like in the...
3: Armada uh, game? Yeah. Yeah. Past that, the Armada game is probably one of the best ones we've seen thus far. Although I would not mind seeing a bit more of a uh, degree of character interaction. Although the best part of the Armada game should be kept in, the whole sense of scale thing. The Tidal Wave boss battle is still one of the best <laughs> boss battles there's been in a video game period. It was actually, It's actually started a trend in most video games to have really fucking huge bosses.
1: And just seeing him transform from the wave mode in the game, like saw all the shifting parts and everything, and when he transformed, everyone's looking straight up going, Oh, crap. The fact that you just spent like
3: two hours exploring the level... Before you manage to get to that point. And it's like... Ooh... Shit. (laughs) You literally get... You literally make it through to the end of the level. And then the level basically... Throws you out of it and transforms into a giant robot that's now trying to kill you. Okay. Wow! That's yeah, w- two
1: stories that we have completely <laughs> gotten off topic. We talked. We started with comics and we went to Where's Waldo. We started with a book and went to video games.
0: And we still didn't mention Botanical.
1: Oh, I'm sure it'll come in soon at some point. Yeah.
0: It was supposed to come up in the novel.
1: Yeah. Oh. Curious, oh.
0: You let us down. <laughs> we m- we
1: missed both chances. Yeah.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> have to go back and edit it in.
3: Yeah. Oh. Alright, so, our final story of the night. Transformers <laughs> Card Game. Nah. Last week, we talked about a poll on the Wizards of the Coast website inquiring as to whether or not fans would be interested in seeing a Transformers customizable slash collectible slash whatever the hell else you want to try to make the C stand for card game. Botanical? The, that doesn't start with a C. <laughs> I'm sorry, Curious. Damn it. The results of the too hard poll now, are in, as much as any online poll can have accurate results, sorry about that pause there, (laughs) and uh, 62.1% of the people voting, or 7,223 people, said they had zero interest in the idea, (laughs) and uh, 18.4% said they were either extremely or very interested in the idea.
0: So I guess it's pretty unanimous, huh?
3: No, I actually disagree.
0: Oh, you want to see an actual card game?
3: I would not mind seeing it. And I think that we will end up seeing one. If you have 20% of the people that you've asked to respond to a survey interested in a product to the point where you're saying you're very interested or extremely interested, that's usually a pretty good sign.
2: Well, yeah, but having so many people say they've got no interest, because normally if you've got no interest in anything, why would you be going on there to take the poll, you know? There's a certain amount of interest inherent in someone browsing the Wizards of the Coast website in collectible card games. Or getting
3: linked there from Transformers' websites or Transformers' podcasts.
2: So you think it would skew it in favor of saying yes, but to have such a large I think it response. might have
3: ended up getting skewed in favor of saying no, but even then, if you've got 20% of the target audience that you're aiming at for the property saying they'd be interested in the card game, that's still enough people considering how customizable card games work and you end up people going back and buying more and more and more cards. I think they might give it a shot. It might end up being only like a few uh, series of releases like that G.I. Joe card game they tried for a while. Or it might end up being only a, a single set release like they did with the Beast Wars card game. But Well, it's
1: all cost I analysis. I really is it, is it think more
3: ba- that Wizards of the Coast is going to end up trying to at least release one version of it as part of the uh, tie-in with the movie.
1: Well, like, a, it's cost analysis. If you can make money... If it's better for you to just go with this and make a quick buck, or not, it all depends on if they can make money. That's what it comes down to. Regardless of if people are interested, will they make money off of it?
3: best I can tell, customizable card games are a pretty quick way to make a ton of cash. Or at least it would seem like that. Yeah,
1: it's it's cash, real quick, and then you're done. And I think that's what their goal is going to be. Yeah,
3: I mean, how much money does it take to print a... Stuff on a piece of cardboard.
1: How much? Well, it's not the printing that's the that's the thing. It's the actual drawing of the cards themselves. But and that's a. As
3: on one hand, that's a one time expense, and on the other hand, I'll bet you you could probably just solicit enough stuff from the uh, general Transformers art community to be able to have yeah. the entire thing made by fans, paid small amounts of money for their work, and then even get more people buying it because hey, I know the guy who drew that. Awesome. Or, hey, that I drew that. Be, awesome.
1: That would be a license nightmare. They would probably pick only a few artists, if any, maybe five or six, and then just go from there.
3: Uh, that's probably true, but it's not unprecedented, especially considering a, no, that's a good true. number of well, the I... current professional Transformers artists are former fan artists.
0: If this doesn't happen and if people really want to play a, a Transformers car game, I mean there's some fan ones out there that I've seen.
3: Or you could just go to a flea market and buy a copy of the Beast Wars one or that.
0: Or you I, could or you could buy the uh the playing cards and just play some poker.
1: While well, on works. one hand I can understand that they would make a collectible card game as opposed to a tabletop RPG.
3: I would be I would more much interested rather, in a tabletop RPG. I would as well.
1: much rather see a tabletop RPG.
3: I'd
2: rather see something like Top Trumps, which is quick, I see disposable, <laughs> and accessible.
0: I want to see Monopoly.
3: I thought we were getting a Monopoly, Monopoly
0: one. We were?
1: I thought we were.
0: Uh, I don't know.
1: Hmm. I would buy two of them. Transformers,
0: play? the game of life.
1: Oh, we're sorry. You you stepped on a landmine. Go to Ratchet's Garage. See, it could work. I'm telling you. What system do you think
3: a Transformers RPG would end up using if they actually tried to make it? I mean, there's D20, but there are other systems out there too. Do you think lizards would try to shoehorn it into a D20 type system?
1: Most likely they would try and get it into a D20. If not a if not a D20, then maybe a D6. Um, but definitely a D20. Okay. Cuz everybody knows how everybody's got a D the D Oh, excuse me. Everybody's got the D20 system.
3: Yeah. Probably uh, some variant on D20 Modern or something like that.
1: Yeah, D100 is quite popular. Yeah, Dungeons and Decepticons.
0: <laughs> oh. Hey, I'm down for some Transformers Pogs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. There weren't Transformers Pogs? Uh,
3: I don't think Please, so. Please, listeners out there, if you can find or. and either confirm or. Unconfirm or whatever the hell it would be to confirm absence of the existence of Transformers Pogs. Please let us know.
2: You, you could have a Transformers board game which would be a clone of Connect Four, except it would be
3: called Combiner.
2: Ooh. Oh. I okay, two just of yeah. Shouldn't
3: it be Connect Five though in that case?
2: Well, if you got like the R I D Combiners, well, it's only four. So right? that would be Connect Three. No, because there was four in the uh, R I D builds. Connect Five. I thought RD build team was just three. No, you got one
1: for each leg, one for yeah, um, the arms and one for the body. Really? Which the train trains trains,
2: though,
0: The trains though, they were only like three.
1: Yeah, the trains were only three. Bru- um Ruination was five.
3: And then G1 and then the, was six. Uh, but then land
1: landfill was four.
3: So what number con Biner team haven't we had so far? We've had I think we've had everything from two to six. Yep.
1: Yeah, we haven't had anything above six. That I know of. I'm sure and we'll be we probably system.
3: won't ever see one. Hasbro's kind of shying st- away from the idea of five, team, of five plus combiner teams.
0: I'm still waiting for the uh, uh, one-team combiner myself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, we had that, didn't we? Like, duocons? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm moving on now.
0: Okay, listener questions.
1: This first one is from Scaleface. If Chiron of the Zentradi of Macross slash Robotech fame fought G1 Starscream, who would have the best evil laugh?
0: Well, it depends. I don't know what Chiron sounds like in uh, Macross. This, this
1: answer is really easy. It's Cobra Commander. <laughs> <laughs> Question I, I number did. two. <laughs>
0: no, I, I have to go with Starscream. If I'm basing uh, Chiron on the Robotech, I, yeah, I've got to go with Starscream.
3: Eh, uh, sound wave...
1: <laughs> Curious? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> question number two. <laughs> I'm going to Disney World! <laughs> no, wait. Uh, Question number two is from Red Mirage. Of all the incarnations of Optimus Prime and Megatron toys, which do you like the most? It's got to be the original
2: Generation 1 ones, because they just face off against each other in robot mode to scale so well.
3: Uh, boy. I you don't really have... <laughs> <definitely laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm definitely going with G1 Megatron. Uh, for the Megatron figure.
3: I'm gonna have to go Simply with Transmetal Meg- Megatron. Gotta go with uh R.I.D. Prime. For Prime. Although for Megatrons, uh, I don't have the classics one yet, and the, from the time I've spent with him, he's really damn fun.
1: He's really he is a lot of fun, but oh man, the Mega this Megatron one is.
3: Then there's Beast Wars 10th, that one was pretty cool. And the Beast Wars 10th Primal was okay, it was fun, but there have been better Primes, but it's hard to choose one. Oh, I know which one I'm going with for Prime. Armada Supercon Prime, aka Bendy.
1: I gotta go with G1 Megatron. Yeah. G1 Megatron was a horrible,
3: horrible toy.
1: Mine was a lot of fun, mine stayed together really well.
3: For a transformer it only had one decent mode.
1: The gun. Yeah,
3: the only notable thing about that one was it was a really fun alternate mode. Which makes it so great. Yeah. What, what about you for, curious? But if that makes it great, wouldn't classics be a better one then? No. It's slightly larger, so it's slightly more usable by a no. actually the
1: the original Walter P thirty eight. That is the size of a Walter P-38. No, it's not. That toy is it? No, it's shrunk. I thought they scaled
2: it down ever so slightly.
1: It's significantly smaller. (laughs) Well, let me let me rephrase that in the fact that the Megatron (coughs) toy fits in my hand with no problems. The Classics toy, I can't get my finger on in the trigger without like pulling it back. Yeah, causing it to go off. Yep. Okay.
0: As for Prime, I think I'm going to have to agree with Spada and go with R.I.D. Prime.
1: Classics is a close second for me. For Prime? Uh, for Prime. For a Prime toy. Oh. But R.I.D. the toy is awesome. just a fantastic... For a Prime toy, it's got
3: to be Bendy. R.I.D. Prime is a good toy, but it's not particularly primey. hmm primey <laughs> What
2: about uh, you, Curious? I- I'm still quite a big fan of Power Master, just because like R.I.D. Prime, he's got a lot of play value with all the combinations of parts you can have.
3: Oh, God Ginrai was
2: fun. Especially when you get Apex Bomber or uh,
3: God Bomber. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He is kind of a giant bird. Although, I, I think there were rumors at one point that the uh, Power Master Prime toy was originally designed to be able to use the original Optimus Prime as the uh, cab that goes into the uh, super mode. Yes it was. Yes indeed it was.
2: Y- you can actually do that as well. You can in yeah, robot you can mode
3: fold the legs back, can't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yep.
2: it looks really good because the head is actually in scale then. Cuz the problem with Powermaster Prime's head is that it's big enough for <laughs> Powermaster Prime with Apex armor... when his legs and his hands have been extended. <laughs> it's better proportioned but just in regular super robot mode it's, it's the ginormous head.
3: <laughs> Power Master Prime's head should have been a headmaster. In fact, it originally was going to, but I think they like ran out of money or something.
2: Yeah, originally uh, the head that came out of the trailer was actually going to be Roller and that transformed into the head, but they didn't have enough money to continue the concept.
3: That yeah, was a shame. Because it be left fantastic. him with one big,
1: giant head just sitting on top of the trailer. <laughs> actually, the I put the... It, oddly enough, I always put the head in the trailer. Uh, I just folded those feet parts out, and just plop the head right in there. But, uh, I think we've answered that one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to number three. uh, Number three. three comes from Rick Hogg and Minicon Son. What the hell is that? Is that something, is that skateboarders? Okay. Rick Hogg and Minicon Son, do you attempt to transform your new purchases without instructions first, or do you go straight to the instructions when you open the package? Uh,
3: it varies with me. For the alternators and something like uh, Masterpiece Prime or something else really big and complicated, Mm -hmm. I'm going straight to the instructions. For something smaller, I try it myself until I run into a situation where I either can't figure out what to do next or feel like I'm going to break something.
1: Yeah, To give you an example, with the classics, all the deluxe figures, I didn't bother looking at the directions. When I got to Prime and Megatron... I looked at the directions because I, I unfolded the limbs of Megatron and just was like, what the fuck? It's the first <laughs> time I had it. But uh, with some figures, you really don't have to, but I've run into figures uh, like Battle Unicorn back in the uh, Beast Machines line. I had to have the instructions for that one because I got to a point where I was so confused I had no idea what was going on because apparently... Just parts form into robot bits that shouldn't go together. I'm and surprised you had trouble with the uh, classics Megatron. Well, I was also done. I had, he was the last one I got to. So, but anyway. Uh, but as always said, with the alternators and the masterpiece, like when I got my masterpiece Starscream, I just I went right to the directions. I didn't even try to figure it out on my own. And I'm really uh. glad I didn't. <laughs> It becomes much more challenging. Sometimes the
3: instructions manage to confound you further.
1: Yes, uh, that is very annoying. It's like
0: only if they're in Japanese.
1: No, I've had it happen in English. No.
0: It <laughs> was um, a joke, people. They only show pictures.
3: Now there's a bit of text on the Japanese ones. Every once in a while, there'll re- be like something pointing to it, saying like akelu or some other weird word. And it'll usually just be something simple like "open here" or "insert." or whatever but there are words every
1: once in a while in Japanese instructions on the Japanese instructions for I think it was a sonic bomber or sa- saber wing here in the US wing Saber. I think it's sa- Saber, whatever it points to his arm and says play here <laughs> it's like okay that makes no sense <laughs> did you play there? Did you do it? No, I put the toy down and
3: backed away. (laughs) I would not mind seeing a copy of those instructions. That would be
1: kind of interesting. I know I've got them. I'll dig them up. I'll scan them and put them on this website somewhere. Okay. Either that or I totally mistranslated it, which is (laughs) entirely possible.
3: Well, I'll let you you know
1: next week, if you manage to show
3: the thing to me.
2: It all depends on how obvious the alt mode is, I find. Like... With the alternators, you're pretty certain when you've got them in the car mode, but with Energon Shockwave, just get them into the space station mode, uh, you, you've no idea when you've got him there. Which part's meant to fold out, which ways is the wing's meant to go around.
1: Even looking at the picture, you're confused. Yeah. <laughs> it was worse with um,
2: Robots in Disguise Megatron, where... T- oh, dear oh God. God.
1: <laughs> you need ten... Do you, have a dra- you need a, do you have a dragon or a dildo? I don't know. <laughs> You
3: need the book to be able to figure out just what mode it's in, because just about anything you can do to it is a new mode.
0: (laughs) Yep. Uh, For me, I usually look at the instructions just once, right after I open the toy. After that, I don't bother looking.
3: Even if I manage to get the toy right the first time around, I'll usually go back and look at the instructions anyway, just to see if there's anything I missed. Like, oh, this part can extend here if you pull it out a little, or, oh, this is supposed to turn around, or stuff like that?
1: You no, know, I, I was just remembering the o- I was trying to remember, like, what figure has given me the most amount of problems, <coughs> and I had to think of it, and I remembered G or, uh, Energon Slugslinger, the twin hulled
3: jet thing,
1: man. was not only the worst toy in the line... It also had the worst tr- uh, directions I had ever seen because the arrows weren't pointing to the <laughs> correct thing. It was off by one, one or two steps. I, I can't remember which, but the arrows were saying, "Move the arm flap out and to the left," and it was pointing to like the crotch, <laughs> and it was it was the worst directions I had ever seen. I finally got it. And then promptly put it on my shelf, and he promptly burst into panels of just falling apartness. And that is the last question that I have, but I believe Jesse has another.
0: The mystery question of the week?
1: Mystery question of the week.
0: This one also comes from Scaleface. So, since we didn't answer your first question uh, to your liking, maybe we will this one. Okay, the question is, G2 has some pretty wild colors in it. Which Transformers do you think... Which... Transformer, do you think is the most damaging to the human retina if looking directly <laughs> at it for far? <laughs> to re- I, oh I God. If a question.
1: <laughs> oh dear Lord!
3: Finish the question. Finish the Which question. Which
0: transformer do you think is the most damaging to the human retina if looked at directly? If looked directly at for a long time, if I can get through the question.
3: Uh, first thing that comes to mind is probably the big tank Megatron from G2. If for no other reason then I don't have a problem with the green, I don't have a problem with the purple, I have a problem with the fact that green and purple camouflage may be the stupidest thing I've ever heard of.
0: Come on, there's, there's green and purple birds in the jungle.
1: Are they <laughs> the size
3: of tanks? Some might be.
1: Uh, no. The, what is it, the, uh, the Superion is pretty bad.
3: Uh, Superion. The
1: (laughs) the powder blue and, um, and flaming orange of, uh, what is it, of the main guy combined with the... Oh, oh God, it just, uh... That's pretty bad. I'm I'm flipping through the Cybertronian Index to find... G2, what was the... Bruticus. What was the orange?
0: What was the orange cyber jet?
3: Hooligan. Hooligan was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna have you tell me that a jet with tiger stripes is bad.
0: Come on, it's it was orange.
3: It's orange, no, no, but it's yes. offset by the black. It's a legitimate color scheme.
1: No. What's even worse is Bruticus. Oh, I was
3: gonna say Bruticus next myself. <clears throat>
1: purple the... camo over the whole thing. <laughs> well, the vortex is powder blue with purple camo. Blastoff is white and black with purple camo. Onslaught is orange, blinding eye yellow with purple camo. Swind- the chest plate for Bruticus is black with purple camo. Swindle is red, red with purple camo. That's not red. That's like chartreuse or something with purple camo. <laughs> and then uh, Brawl is he's mini G2 Megatron, mini, mini me, mega, mini me G2 Megatron with purple camo. <laughs>
3: The thing is, I want that set. I really want that set.
1: It's mostly nostalgia, but I do. Some of the Dinobots (laughs) were really badly, badly colored. Um, There was
0: a turquoise
2: uh, Grimlock.
1: Didn't get released, did it? (laughs) Yellow and turquoise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. The one that wasn't released that showed up on eBay. The yellow and turquoise Grimlock. That was just... Oh, dear God. No,
3: Drench's color scheme was a crime against humanity.
1: Well, some of those Aquamasters, I I don't even remember what they were called. The Water Blasters, or... Yeah. um, Squirtatrons. They squirted water. (laughs) (laughs) The Squirtatrons, yes. They were... I have one of them, and... If you didn't, like, submerge them completely, the color scheme would run, and you'd have this horrible <laughs> rainbowing effect. It was just... Uh, uh, Come on, G2, I need more G2. Where's oh, my Beachcomber G2? was
3: a fascinating choice. Let's go with Metallic Green. You didn't like that? Actually, I loved that. Beachcomber was one of my first Transformers. G2 Beachcomber was one of my first ones, and I thought that was actually pretty damn cool. Not sure why they went with Metallic on that, though.
0: <laughs> because they went with metallic on bumblebee and sea spray.
3: Yeah, fair enough. It's sparkly! Oh, G2 Afterburner has a special place in my heart. Blue jet with lightning bolts all over it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Machine Wars. That's There no There's was
2: a Generation part. 2 swoop that was planned, which was lime green and
1: aquamarine. <sighs> oh, I remember seeing that. It was. Ugh. <laughs> I always wondered why they never released Swoop or Sludge, but didn't they lose the mold to Sludge? Something like that. Oh,
3: oh, I've got it, and I have this one. Turbo TurboFire.
1: What uh, size is he?
3: He's uh, one of the basic cars. He's actually a truck. He is a mint green truck. With hot with, pink with, flames! Yes, with hot pink flames and a chrome engine. <laughs> Which turns into a gun. It doesn't really turn into a gun. It just, it just pops falls out, out of his hood. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I had I all have those. to. S- I had like most of those guys, in, from that part. I
1: have yeah, I have all of them. I got them off eBay. Yay eBay. Oh. Including the, the most oh, no, poorly no, named
3: right. transformer of all time. Windbreaker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Though so, I still have to say like. Uh, G2 Bruticus is... Whew, you've got all your blinding colors right there. Uh, I have to say that's that's my pick. Or you could go with the um, solid orange and Decepticon purple uh, Devastator. Ooh, Space Case.
0: Yeah, space that Case Cyberjet.
3: Blue and black checks with a bright red phoenix drawn over it. And all this on yep. the back of a white fighter jet. <laughs> <laughs> With a yellow cockpit. <laughs> yep. I've noticed uh, an I odd stuck. fondness among Jeet, who for uh, the color of uh, bright teal green, that seems to be like a consistent element.
1: That and purple. Yeah, so much so that it's kind That's of... That's why they... Kn- that explains why Hasbro is so reluctant to put purple on Decepticons anymore, or to have so much purple. They purpled us out in Gen 2.
0: So, are we done? Can we wrap up the show?
1: Uh, well, before we go, uh, I'd like to, Awa and I would like to uh, let everybody know, we've noticed that we've made insane, um, we do anime references over the, over the course of this podcast. Well, more obscure than insane. Okay. Ob- obscure anime references. And, and more so
0: we... over the previous podcast, not this one.
1: Yeah. No, not... <laughs> <sighs> In previous podcasts we have. But, uh, so what we're going to do is we are actually asking you, the listeners, to go to the forums or just email us anime questions. Whatever questions. We will answer any anime questions we get. As long as we actually yeah. know how to answer them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're wondering what the heck is up with the tentacles, um, I actually know the answer to that. Are you talking from, like, a
3: sociological perspective? Why they keep going back to eh, we'll save this yes. for the
1: th- yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, we'll save this. Uh, we're planning on, if we get enough questions, we are hopefully going to do it at some point next week. If not, we'll put it off until we get as- enough questions. So please uh, go to the forums. Email us your anime questions. Um, we haven't come up with the name of it. Um, maybe email us you, a name. Yeah, email us a name. Uh, give us a give us your questions. Give us a name. Maybe this will be turning into something we do more permanent. Maybe it's a one-time thing. Who knows? So uh, indulge us. We, yes, indulge us.
0: And we also need some uh, more listener questions. Yes. So you can either email those to us at tfwire at gmail.com.
1: And the or anime post... questions at, t, at tfwire.gmail.com.monkey. At and Amazon. you fucked that way up. Yeah, I fucked that way up.
0: tfwire like at gmail.com. Or you yeah. can head over to the TFWire forums and post your listener question in our dedicated thread. And lastly, if you have a Transformers website that you want to advertise on the podcast, go to tfwire.com and click the advertising link on the right side of the homepage.
1: <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, we are out. I'm signing off. Bye. Later. No,
2: I'm not your
0: enemy. I'm not a spy. I am on your side. But you hang me out to try.